This is Reese Davis, and you're listening to the Galloway Podcast. Welcome in to the Galloway Podcast, episode 30 on this Tuesday, November 26th, 2019. I'm your host, William Galloway, folks, and it is Iron Bowl week. I'm glad you've turned to the Galloway Podcast for your Iron Bowl preview. William Galloway, you can follow me on Twitter at WM underscore Galloway. Uh, Auburn sports writer and student Sumner Martin will join the program here momentarily to preview this Saturday's game with me between the Tide and the Tigers in what is the best rivalry in all of college football. This is episode 30 of the Galloway Podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, so check us out, subscribe, like, and share the podcast on those three platforms. And we are previewing the Iron Bowl this week. First off, we want to give a shout-out to our college football Week 13 score prediction winner from Twitter from the Western Carolina game. Sammy Sawyer had Alabama 69-0 to over the Catamounts from Western Carolina. The Tide won 66-3, so Sammy just off there uh, from College Football Week 13 score prediction. There's no need to break down the Western Carolina-Alabama game because uh, you know exactly what happened. And plain and simple, it's Iron Bowl week, and Game 11 at this point is very much irrelevant as Alabama just steamrolled over a non-conference opponent. So we're not even going to look back at Western Carolina, and we're going to jump right into previewing the Iron Bowl with Sumner Martin here in just a few seconds. Uh, Nick Saban said yesterday in his press conference that Auburn is the best team we've played probably so far this season. Of course, Alabama has that five-point loss to now number one LSU that was at home just a few weeks ago. And Saban now turns his attention to Auburn and says this is the best team we've played so far this season. And that speaks volumes, obviously. Uh, Seth Williams, Bo Nix, Derek Brown down there leading the Auburn Tigers. And Alabama at 10-1 and goes in looking uh, on the outside, looking in currently from the college football playoff. The new rankings come out tonight. And so this game is huge because Alabama needs a win. And then Alabama needs LSU to beat Georgia. So there's a lot of things that happen. Have to happen for the college football playoff. We'll get into that with Sumner here in just a second. But it's the Iron Bowl, folks. It's the best week of the year. It's the biggest rivalry, and I am fired up, and I hope you are too. Also, it's Thanksgiving. I want to uh, give a shout-out to Thanksgiving. We can't go through this podcast and not recognize that. Uh, folks, I hope you spend a day on Thursday being super thankful, uh, enjoying time with friends, family, and some good food. And then after that, you can turn your attention fully to Alabama and Auburn, which is what we're going to do now with Sumner Martin on the Galloway Podcast. Joining the Galloway Podcast now is the assistant sports editor of Plainsman Sports and also works for um, Auburn Radio on Standing Room Only, co-host with Carter Bird, and also works on ESPN uh, 106.7 down in Auburn, Sumner Martin. Sumner, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. I Good. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing well, and thank you for joining. Uh, it's Iron Bowl week, and so what better conversation to have than an Alabama student and an Auburn student, Auburn student talking Alabama and Auburn football. So um, 
Sumner, looking at this week, Gus Malzahn just had his press conference. Nick Saban had his yesterday. What is your initial reaction to anything that Gus Malzahn just said in lieu of uh, Saturday's game? Yeah, so obviously, I mean, look, we, we talked about it before we got on. I think Gus was a little bit more laid back than we thought he would be, a little bit more lighthearted. Um, and obviously the big headline going in is no to a tug of Iloa. Um, it's going to be Mac Jones back there. Um, and I think the key was, look, Gus Malzahn said it. Um, Mac Jones is very capable, very talented. He's got a lot of talent around him. And the big question is going to be, can Mac Jones handle that pressure um, in a rivalry game on the road in Jordan-Hare against an Auburn defense that is probably the best defense that Alabama has faced all year. Um, so, you know, he, he, talk, he talked about this team being battle-tested. Um, and really the key, I think, for the Auburn defense is going to be limiting those explosive plays because, you know, um, Alabama has Judy, they have Ruggs, they have Devonta Smith. Um, all of those players can, on any given play, break a six-yard pass into a 50-yard touchdown. So, um, you know, Alabama's still averaging 340 yards passing a game. I think whenever they give Mac Jones time, um, he can still make those throws that Tua um, made. Obviously, they're not the same kind of player, and they're not, he's not the same um, creating um, and extending plays with his feet. Um, but the explosive plays are still there, and I think Nick Saban knows that if he puts them in those right positions um, and gives, if the offensive line gives him time against Derrick Brown, Marlon Davidson, and company, that this offense will still be able to affect um, – the Auburn defense and put up a lot of points. Yeah, it's it's uh, the Auburn defense is, is not going to give Alabama and Mac Jones much time at all. And, and Alabama's offensive line has been a story for most of the college football season, kind of starting out with bits and pieces gone and moving around. And finally, they've kind of adjusted and, and found what makes them click. Um, right. And so obviously in the biggest test of the year against the best defensive front and one of the best defensive players in all of college football, one of the best players in all of college football and Derek Brown, this Alabama team is really going to be put to the test. One thing though, that Gus Malzahn said to me, he was really respectful of Alabama's run game and historically Alabama has been a very good running team, but this year and uh, last year, of course, Alabama just being a passing first prolific offense, uh, why was Gus Malzahn and why is he so respectful of Alabama's running game and so um, certain that he needs to stop it because Alabama's attack this year has been mostly through the air? Yeah, no, I think he looks at, you know, whoever's hot of late, that's what you want to key on. I mean, you look at Najee Harris, the last six games, he's had almost 800 yards on the ground and 13 touchdowns. Um, he's averaging almost seven yards per carry in those games. Um, you know, he saw what he did to LSU, and now we know LSU in the same type of caliber of defense. Um, as Auburn, obviously, but anytime you have an explosive player, an elite running back like Najee Harris, you have to key in on it. Um, I think the key for that defense will will be, look, if you have to load the box and you can shut down the receivers, and that goes into Mac Jones's game plan too. They need to be able to take deep threats to pull that defense back. That way that he can't just load the box and expect to be able to do one-on-one -on -one coverage against the receivers. Because if they can load the box and put eight, seven, eight guys in there, um, then I think Najee, Najee Harris will have a rough rough time because, I mean, you look at this Auburn defense, um, I think they're giving up around three, maybe 3.3 yards per carry, um, and they're number four in the, in the SEC in total defense. They're giving up like 16 points a game. Um, you know, Derrick Brown is just a force in the middle that um, you really simply cannot block. Um, he can just stuff the middle and disrupt any kind of play um, that's, 
that they'll try to develop. So I think, you know, Gus Malzahn just doesn't want to overlook that. He knows the receivers are there, um, but he doesn't want to look past Najee just because of how well he's been running of late. Right. Yeah, and, and Auburn's defense, like you said, giving up 3.3 yards per rush, only 109 yards per game, which comparatively Alabama's giving up, I think it's like 130 yards per right. game on defense um, with – probably a majority of those coming in third fourth quarter um games when the when the second and third team defense is in but right. um you know we're not going to see those guys at all come off the bench because this iron bowl is going to come down to it i think alabama is currently a two-point favorite um which is smaller yeah, so i think the line yeah i think the line jumped from i'm pretty sure before two it was in it was nine and a half and then it went to two and a half immediately when the injury happened and then which I is a smaller line than what alabama had against lsu right um, and yeah. so, and so, you know, the Nick, we we just talked about Malzahn's press conference, and yesterday Nick Saban in his press conference said that this is the best team we've played probably so far this season, and he's not wrong because yes, LSU is a very good team. Joe Burrow is an exceptional quarterback, and is Bo Nix um, Joe Burrow? Absolutely not. Like they're not the same player. They don't play right. for the same team. But this team as a whole, uh, Auburn has eleven games to look at of Alabama film and things like that. And Auburn is just so much more prepared and LSU starts off that gauntlet of November. And of course, you know, you look at the rivalry factor, this game, you can throw the record out the window. Um, Rivalry week, it all comes down to, you know, what's your game plan and, and how prepared are you? Because players throw out the numbers, they throw out the record books and it's, you know, you don't talk over Thanksgiving until the Iron Bowl is settled right. out. So what are what are you most excited for in this game, just growing up in the state of Alabama? Like, what does the Iron Bowl mean to you, Sumner? Oh, I mean, it's it it's definitely a meaningful experience every time. It's, you know, whether I'm at the game or I'm in, you know, in Birmingham watching a game with family, uh, it's just a special atmosphere. Um, it's, it's just something that brings everybody um, together. Now, I know that everybody's not pulling for the same team, but uh, it, it is simply one of the best – best robberies in all of sports not just college football um and it's fun to watch i, I think the the most intriguing matchup that i'm gonna look for um in the game is i know we talked about mac jones versus the secondary um you know auburn's secondary has been susceptible um at times we saw early in the year against florida and a&m where um the secondary gives up those big chunk plays so i think if judy smith and Ruggs can if Matt can get out, get the ball out of his hands quick and to them, then they can create. Um, but then again, Auburn is also allowing, I think, only about six yards per attempt um, through the air. So I think the secondary has, despite people's notion, done better than they think. Um, and then the other matchup is just going to be Gus Malzahn and, and this offense that has struggled at times this year, especially in big games, against a Bama defense that I think you'll agree, and most Alabama people will, will agree, that has not been up to standard, at least what you know what Nick Saban expects and what those fans expect. So well, I think, yeah, not at all. I mean, a bang, banged up team and, and lack yeah. of experience going on the road, too. I mean, Alabama's only played when you look at Alabama on the road and half these, the guys on the, the front seven have, haven't played because there's been injuries and guys have been right. in and out. I mean, you've gone to Atlanta and played Duke. You've gone to A&M and, and picked them apart. You've gone to South Carolina, taken care of the Gamecocks there. Uh, Mississippi State wasn't a huge challenge at all. I mean, the, the mood right. of that game was just a whole different story. And then Auburn. And yeah. so this is literally the first road test and it's coming at obviously the most important time of the season. So yeah, no. So I think if Gus, you know, if he can get 
um, his fast skill players like Schwartz, Stove, Shivers in space and maybe on the perimeter. He's gonna he always does it every year. He's gonna save some gadgets, some trick plays to throw throw at Nick Saban's defense at the end of the year. Um, and you know, with what we've seen, with you know whether it be an assignment breakdown, just inexperience on the Bama on Bama's defensive side, I think you'll really that will really be a key if Gus can have those plays throw them off guard with a lot of motion pre-snap um, and get them out in space. I think that will be the key for him. And also you look at Bo Nix. I mean, he's been a factor with his feet um, lately. If he, you know, he's been a little bit susceptible to fumble. His his ball security hadn't been great, but I think he can make a difference on his feet. They just need to, they're just going to be, be a lot more creative than they normally have to be just with how the offensive line has been this year. Yeah. Hey, Sumner, with Seth Williams and Bo Nix and the chemistry that they have, obviously Tua had great chemistry with Jerry Judy and Ruggs and Devontae Smith and all those guys. But talk about kind of the relationship that they have on the field because they all they seem to always be in sync. And uh, Bo Nix has been able to seemingly find uh, Williams whenever he's uh, needed him most this yeah, season. No. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, that chemistry and that connection comes from the very first week. Um, you know, they, they developed that kind of friendship and just relationship off the field and camp and, and you know, being recruited. And then Bo came and won the job, and I, then I think you saw it immediately in the first week against Oregon. You know, they Gus Malzahn put his trust um, in Seth and in a true freshman quarterback in a big game, and you know they came up and made that throw. And once you have a play like that that wins um, just a massive game when the stakes are that high, I think immediately um, you have a bond for that season, and you kind of you've seen them go back and forth um, throughout the season. Um, it, he's, Seth Williams is definitely Bo Nix's security blanket. I think. You know, we Gus Malzahn has definitely used the, those back shoulder throws, those deep threats um, to Williams when he gets in a bind. So, you know, anytime, especially if you're a true freshman quarterback, to have someone to go to um, when the moment is at its most, you know, vulnerable, I think it's big for a freshman quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And they've been making plays, like you said, since week one against Oregon, that last drive, going down the field, scoring that game-winning touchdown against a quality opponent. Um, they've been clicking ever since. Hey, I want to give uh, want to give a quick uh, question. Didn't I didn't brief you with this, but I do want to ask this. Um, Alabama fans are so enamored with Alabama, right? And so they, they study our team, they study and they focus on everything Alabama. Um, and then it comes to Auburn week, and and a rivalry just turns. Um, you know, for some people it's hatred or whatever, but they don't really yep. study and analyze the game. They're just they just say, "Oh, Auburn fans like I hate Alabama," and Alabama fans say, "I hate Auburn." But they don't really study up on the team. So give us a couple names. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll give you some Alabama names: Ty P. Ryan, the punter. Um, major Tennyson could have a major, major role. Let's uh, play on words there. But guys that that don't make headlines on ESPN week in and week out, like Major and Ty P. Ryan for Alabama. But guys that stick out for Auburn, whose names uh, Alabama fans might not know. Yeah, so um, I'll I'll go to special teams first. You look at the punter Aaron Sipos. Um, he's coming off two really really good games, um, and any time. You, you have a team like Auburn where the defense is giving you a lot of opportunity, but the offense is just not producing. Um, field position, the field position battle is going to be key. Um, so I think that'll be that'll be one thing to watch if if Sipos can, you know, plant Bama into their own fifteen, own ten. That will be really, really key for that defense to maybe get some turnover and get uh, 
you know, get some stops and give the offense a short field to work with. Um, on the offensive end, you look at, you know, tight end, H-back, whatever you want, whatever position you want to call him, uh, J.J. Wilson. So Gus Malzahn said he was practicing today. Um, it's looking like he's going to be able to play Saturday. Um, this is a guy that I think is Auburn's most skilled um, tight end. Um, he can receive and catch and block um, a lot. I think Gus Malzahn knows he's the most most skillful guy he's got in that position. He's tried to use him a lot lately. Um, but someone that kind of goes under the radar because you've got different positions and different aspects with Spencer Nye being mainly a blocker and then you know every now and then Gus will throw in John Samuel Schinker. So all these guys are at tight end. But I think J.J. Wilson would have the most um, – biggest impact on the game if he's healthy uh, Saturday. Yeah, and, and one thing about the Iron Bowl historically, when you look at games like you look at Lutzen Kirkin in 2010, and yes, you know Derek Brown's going to make plays, you know Seth Williams is going to make plays, Bo Nix is going to make plays, all those for Auburn. Then you look at Alabama, Najee Harris has to be contained by Auburn, Jerry Judy's going to do Jerry Judy things, Henry Ruggs is back after missing last week. So you know these headline players are going to make their plays, but it's these guys that aren't talked about they're gonna, that are going to make a difference so we'll definitely be looking for those players for sure this week because historically I mean that's just kind of how it's been um, with smaller name players making the bigger plays that end up making the difference in this Iron Bowl so we talked about Mac Jones a little bit let's look at what's next after the Iron Bowl so if we can get a a score prediction from you Sumner and kind of what you think is going to happen in this game and then also kind of Based off that prediction, what's next for Alabama and what's next for Auburn, especially when you look at the fact that neither of these two teams will be playing in Atlanta in a week and a half? Yeah, so I, you know, for, for my score prediction, I think this game is going to be really similar um, to the Georgia-Auburn game. Not, maybe not to the same extent, um, slow scoring, but I, I see it being a grinded-out game. I, I don't see the Auburn defense um, struggling too much early. I, I think... What worries me, if I was if I'm an, if I was an Auburn fan, an unbiased one, um, you know, it just nothing about that offense this season has given me uh, comfort or belief that they'll be able to score enough points because I think at some point Alabama's explosive weapons outside will, will be the key. Uh, you know, I think Alabama can um, open spread, spread the field and they'll have a good enough game plan to keep Mac Jones comfortable in the pocket. And when he, and he's shown it, when he, when he has a clean pocket, he can be very accurate. Um, so, you know, I see Alabama edging it out, maybe 27 to 14, uh, maybe 27, 17. I'll go with that score. I just, I, I don't see Auburn being able to score over 20 points. It's even against an inexperienced defense um, like Alabama. They're just, you know, it, it, I think it'll be too much. I do think Jordan Hare will play a factor. I think it'll be a really competitive, close game. Um, for the first two, three quarters. Um, And then I think Bama will have just a little bit too much offensive firepower. I think they'll run away with it. And one thing that Alabama showed, especially against LSU late in the game, is is that firepower and, and the ability to score at will. Obviously, that was uh, a lot of that was Tua's doing. But, I mean, in all honesty, if you gave us enough time, now granted, Derek Brown would be coming straight in our faces, but if you gave us, us enough protection, you – and I could both throw a slant to Henry Ruggs or Jerry right. Judy or Jalen Waddle, who could go for 75 yards and we could have a touchdown throw against yeah. any defense that Alabama's played this season. Um, but that's your prediction. And so if Alabama takes this one away from an Auburn fan's perspective, uh, when you look at, at Georgia and Alabama currently being four and five in the playoff rankings coming out tonight, what what's kind of your prediction on how the playoff shakes up and uh, where everybody kind of falls in bowl season, especially Auburn as well. Yeah, so no, I think for Alabama, obviously they're still in 
um, you know, very, very tight contention for the playoff. I think right now um, Georgia has the better resume, but if Alabama can get a convincing win um, and then Georgia slips up in the title game, then I think they're, they're right there for it. Um, they're right there for the opportunity to sneak in. Um, on Auburn's end, you know, Gus said it last weekend in his press conference, it's just, it, you know, it's a new season. We're playing for 10 wins. Um, the Georgia game didn't go the way he wanted it. And, you know, there's been a lot of hot seat speculation and a lot of um, big money boosters wanting him out. But um, he, he wants to get to 10 wins and go, you know, get a big win against his rival and then a, hopefully a, a better bowl game um, than last year's Music City Bowl. So, you know, he's still, in his mind, there's still a lot to play for. Some Auburn fans don't feel that way. Some do. Um, but I think if you look at it as a just as a, a big picture going into this season, you look at all the teams we've played that Auburn's had to play in Oregon um, and at Florida and Georgia and Bama and at LSU. Um, if you said that they could beat their rival and get to 10 wins and, you know, win a bowl game, go 10 and three, I think a lot of fans would be really, really pleased with that. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I mean, Alabama Auburn fandom aside, I think Auburn would be a great representative from the SEC to go play in a new year's six bowl. Um, and, maybe send them to the Peach Bowl, whatever. But uh, Auburn's, like you said, when you mentioned their schedule, it's been very tough. And so whether they finish 9-3 and three or 10-2, and two, the opportunity to go and represent the SEC in a New Year's Six Bowl I think would be very appropriate for Auburn um, because they've played some really good teams and they've shown that they can, you know, I think this is their fifth game against a, a top-10 team in the country. Yeah. Right. No, I think, you know, I think this defense has proven um, that they're one of the best in the country. Um, statistically, they've proven that. And at, at home, I think they may be a top three um, defense in the country just because of who they've faced and, you know, the kind of the caliber of players they have. So I, I think, you know, if, if there was another, if it was a different season and there was a different offense and maybe a better offensive line, this team could be playing for a playoff. But it just uh, didn't work out that way. And the offense hadn't been good enough. So um, in, in some aspects it's kind of you know the waste of a really good defense but um if they muster together um an upset against alabama and get to a new year's six bowl as you're saying then um i you've got to be content i think if you're an auburn fan yeah absolutely well can we get your top four uh for the college football playoff and then a, a brief auburn basketball update yeah sure so um right now i've got lsu and ohio state i think they're really really neck and neck um i would maybe lean towards lsu um and that could be a little bit of um an sec biased if you say but i, I think they've they've played more competition um and then i'll go ohio state two um clemson three right now um it's just hard to keep them out i i know they haven't looked great this year but they've they've picked up their stride a little bit um and then georgia right now i'll have four with um bama and utah just on the outside Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, uh, off onto the hardwood now. Uh, what's what's up on the plains with Bruce Pearl and the Auburn basketball team? Yeah, so I think you know, obviously they went to they traveled to Brooklyn last night and they handled a what most people thought was a, a pretty solid New Mexico team that was expected to maybe make the tournament and uh, be upper tier in their conference. And really, I mean, Bruce Pearl said after the game that he was like, "Look, we didn't play that well. I thought we played hard." Um, but I don't think we executed and played that great. So that just goes to show, I mean, they won by more than 20 points and they missed 40-something shots. So, you know, this team has impressed a lot of people. They went out and scheduled. They haven't played any big names, I would say, but they've played teams um, that are usually in the tournament that are mid-major teams like a Davidson, like a South Alabama, um, you know, like a New Mexico, and have looked very impressive in doing so. This team is 
a lot different than last year. Now that, that, that's going to be the question is when they start going into SEC play and when they play, um, you know, tougher opponents, especially teams that are good on the defensive end, will they have that go-to score um, like a Jared Harper? Because you look at last season team, they lose so much. You lose Chumo Kiki, you lose Jared Harper, you lose Bryce Brown, um, you lose senior um, role players like Horace Spencer and Malik Dunbar. Um, so that team was uh, definitely high, had a higher, higher ceiling just because they could get hot from anywhere. Um, I think this year's team is a lot better defensively. They're a lot longer. Um, bigger and athletic, and they're going to want to get you in transition. Um, they'll def- their calling card will definitely be their defense this year, um, and that will play into transition buckets for them, I think. Uh, Isaac Okoro, um, I think, has been the best all-around player this year. He's been going up the draft boards really, really quickly. Um, I think if he develops an offensive game, um, more especially from the perimeter, then they've got a shot to be a really, a really tough team um, and potentially a Sweet 16 team. I know that's down the line. Um, but overall, they, they have, I think they have shocked some people. A lot of people thought they were going to be um, taking a, a major step back. And I think, that, I think it'll be a minor setback, but I don't think it'll be anything crazy. Yeah, I mean, when you make the Final Four, there's a, there's one position to go up, and there's right. everywhere else to fall. And Correct. so uh, the historic season that Auburn had last year, the Tigers will come to town in Tuscaloosa January 15th at 8 p.m., and then the Crimson Tide will travel to the Plains on February 12th. Sumner, thank you so much for previewing the Iron Bowl, talking a little Auburn basketball as well. Looking forward to coming down to Auburn this weekend. I, I haven't been since uh, since my freshman year and that, that loss in 2017 for Alabama, but I will be down there, and uh, I'm excited for this game. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right, have a good one. You too, man. That's Auburn student and sports reporter Sumner Martin on the Galloway Podcast. You can give him a follow on Twitter at smartin underscore au. He works for the Auburn Plainsman newspaper and also does plenty of radio coverage of Auburn athletics and analysis and things like that. So give him a follow uh, if you enjoyed what he had to say talking about the Iron Bowl and Auburn basketball. Hey, since Sumner talked about Tiger hoops, I'll talk a little Tide hoops. Alabama currently in the Bahamas, never a bad place to spend Thanksgiving down there in the battle for Atlantis taking on North Carolina on Wednesday at 1.30 Central. I believe that game will be on ESPN. But when you look at this tournament, I mean, what a great opportunity for Nate Oates to prove his team against some top-tier competition. Starting off right out of the gate versus North Carolina, this has been a headline game ever since it was announced earlier this year in 2019. You've got teams like Michigan, Iowa State, Gonzaga, Seton Hall, Oregon, and not a great team in Southern Miss, but still a good challenge. Um, Another you know, another competitive team. But Alabama will play North Carolina, and then the winner of uh, Michigan versus Iowa State will play the winner of Alabama-North Carolina. And so a second game um, versus either of those teams, win or lose, is still a great challenge for Nate Oates in this Alabama basketball program. So excited to see what's going to go on. Alabama's currently 2-2. Two and two, uh, But when you look at Alabama's schedule, It hasn't been easy, and Nate Oates said on Friday that maybe we should have done non-conference a little bit easier this year, which is a pretty big statement from him, Um, but Alabama's playing well despite having 20 turnovers a game. Yes, you don't want to have two losses four games into the season, but if Alabama can limit these turnovers and really push themselves to do that, I think offensively, you could see even higher output. And Alabama's been scoring in the 70s, 80s, and even 90s so far in this regular season. And so 
I think this North Carolina game is going to be great. It's not going to probably turn out in Alabama's favor, but it's going to say a lot. And as an Alabama basketball fan, you're going to be able to take away a lot from this game and this tournament as well. So keep your eyes peeled over Thanksgiving break as Tide Hoops is in the Bahamas. A couple things about North Carolina to look at. Cole Anthony, obviously, um, super talented player for the Tar Heels. I mean, the freshman out of New York who played at Oak Hill Academy is was just one of the best players in all of the country last year and one of the best recruits. Uh, they've got guys like Leaky Black, a, a 6'8 guard from North Carolina. I mean, in-state guy. Armando Baycott from Virginia who went to IMG. I mean... Also, Garrison Brooks, the 6'9 forward, is from Auburn High School here in Alabama, so a little Alabama connection there. Um, interesting story on him, how he went to Miss- was committed to Mississippi State, got out of that, and then is now at North Carolina. But anyways, you look at this team, I mean, top to bottom, and Christian Keeley, um, this Roy Williams-led team is very good. It's a blue blood. I mean, there's not much you need to say other than it's North Carolina, and, and it's going to be a great challenge for Alabama. Uh, but just a couple names there for you all to look out for as the Tide takes on the Tar Heels on Wednesday afternoon in Atlantis. When we look at the rest of this week, Thanksgiving, the NFL schedule, of course, Thanksgiving and NFL go together like bread and butter. I mean, I am fired up to watch Thanksgiving football because you know, you know exactly who you're getting, um, and it's just so relaxing. It, it adds a lot to the dynamics of the whole day of Thanksgiving. So excited to watch the NFL. Bears at Lions, 1130 Central on Fox. The Bills travel to play the Cowboys at 330 Central. And then that nightcap, Saints at Falcons, 720 on NBC. So NFL Thanksgiving. Hey, tweet me your favorite NFL game on Thanksgiving Day. Are you a Lions guy, Cowboys guy, or Saints Falcons? Is that your favorite headline um, of Thanksgiving this year? Tweet me at WM underscore Galloway and let me know your thoughts on NFL Thanksgiving. Hey, wrapping up here on the Galloway podcast, want to have a, a quick update on some Galloway podcast merchandise. It's the holiday season, and you would look great in a white Galloway podcast Nike hat with the logo on the front, black Nike swoosh on the back. Hey, how about a koozie, a black Galloway podcast koozie with the white logo? A clean look there. And also, the Galloway podcast is doing a giveaway. Um for the last black Nike hat. There are only five of those in circulation, so here's what you need to do. Um, Normally, we do the score prediction on Twitter, and this week we're extending it to Instagram as well. Um, So check out William Galloway on Twitter or Instagram, and whoever predicts the Iron Bowl score correctly will win this last hat. The tiebreaker will be predicting Alabama's total number of yards on offense. So the two rules, reply uh, to the the post that you will see on my Twitter and on my Instagram, uh, Um, with your score prediction and, of course, Alabama's total number of yards on offense for the tiebreaker. You can only do one entry per person, so you can either do Twitter or Instagram, but you cannot do both. The winner will be announced after the Iron Bowl this Saturday, and the submission deadline is one hour before kickoff this Saturday, so 1.30 Central on Saturday afternoon. Check that out. You're going to want to get your hands on that one black Nike Galloway podcast hat. Once again, there are only five in circulation, so check that out. And if you want any other merchandise uh, for the holiday season, DM me and let me know. we got more hats on the way, and koozies would look great with you as well. This is the Galloway Podcast, and today we looked into 
the Iron Bowl with Sumner Martin. And we talked a little, he gave a preview, um, kind of the Auburn basketball season as they're kind of a couple games in underway. Then we talked to Alabama basketball, the battle for Atlantis, NFL Thanksgiving, and gave you an update on the Galloway Podcast merchandise for the holiday season in which we are now in. Thank you for listening to the Galloway Podcast. There's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's the Galloway. (laughs) 